This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast, episode 61. Hey, Mom. Yeah? Can I have some money? Hey, podcast listeners, welcome back to the Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast. I am so happy. I am your host. I'm your happy host, Casey O'Rourke, and I've got a great show for you. I'm so excited to welcome Amy McCready back on to the podcast. Amy has helped thousands and thousands of families and parents through her work um, on PositiveParentingSolutions.com. She has written two books that we're going to talk about on the show She is just a fantastic human being, and I'm super excited about our topic because I don't know about you, you know, some of us are really good with money management and some of us aren't, and it's interesting at my house because of my husband and I, the money management falls on me, and it's totally the lesser of two evils kinds of things, like who knows, I don't even know if it's who knows more, but it's more about like who wants to deal with it more. I don't want to deal with it, but I'm the one that it falls on. And so, um, you know, I always am thinking about, gosh, I could really be doing that better or I could be saving more money. And I'm in awe of my friends who are really good at, you know, tracking their spending and, and really keeping up with their savings. And you might be thinking like, well, yeah, duh, it's just what you do. It doesn't come naturally to me. It doesn't. And now I'm raising two kids, and I definitely want them to make their way out in the world and have a good, clear understanding of money management. And so Amy and I are talking all about how to set up systems in your home so that your kids get to practice the money management piece. And yeah, and Amy's got great ideas and ideas that she's put into place with her own families, ideas that she's shared with families all over the world. And I just know you're going to love this show. So thanks again. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that you're taking some time and honored that you're taking some time to listen in and hear what this is all about. If you love the show, well, 
when you love the show, please make sure you tell people about it, okay? Because, you know, the more people we have listening in, the, you know, the more likely it is that I can eventually get some sponsorships and then this becomes a job and not a hobby because hobbies are not always sustainable. So there you go. All right. I love you people. Oh, and I just want to say one more thing. So last week I had a world changer on. I had the hippo roller guy on the executive director, Grant Gibbs. It was awesome. Great conversation with him. And Joyful Courage has actually become a team member with Hippo Roller. And we are, um, we're supporting the cause in Haiti. So if you are excited about looking for opportunities to make the world a better place for someone else, I want you to go to hipporoller.org slash Haiti, hipporoller.org slash Haiti. And you can join the Joyful Courage community in supporting their campaign to getting 200 Hippo Rollers to rural families in Haiti. And they are still struggling there. They are struggling bad since the earthquake. And um, clean water is not something that is easily accessible. And the hippo rollers are a tool that families can use that just makes things that much easier. So yeah, check it out, hipporoller.com slash Haiti. And be a part of the support. Be a supporter. Be a backer. All right. Let's talk to Amy now. Hey there, Amy. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This is always so much fun with you. Oh, well, I'm so glad that you're back. Will you remind the listeners about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. So I'm Amy McCready. I'm the founder of PositiveParentingSolutions.com, and we provide online training for parents of toddlers to teens. And I'm also the author of two books. Um, The first one is If I Have to Tell You One More Time. And my most recent book is called The Me, Me, Me Epidemic, and we're going to be talking a little bit about that today. Yeah, and we talked a little bit about it the last time you were on. I'll just remind everyone that Amy was one of my first guests. I think you were on last summer, probably just about Mm -hmm. a year ago. And we talked about the me, me, me epidemic. And I love the tagline, which is a step-by-step guide to raising capable, grateful kids in an over-entitled world. And the listeners have loved that show. It was episode 10. And today we're going to talk about something you address in that book, which has now is out in paperback. So yay, I'll make sure there's links <laughs> for that in the show notes. But we're going to talk about money and how to encourage and empower our kids to have an ever better sense of money. Yay. yay. You, you have grown kids. So you're seeing your work in action in your, well, not, how old are your kids? Remind, well, remind me. They're in college, College. so um, a freshman in college and a junior in college, and so you know we've we've done everything as it relates to allowance and money with them. Um, But it's funny now that you know they have their own jobs and they start to make purchase decisions based on how many hours they have to work. So if they're if they're going to buy something, they'll say, "Mm, "I don't know, that's like four hours of work." Mm -hmm. So it's it's interesting how as your kids get older, they view money differently when they're making it themselves. So yeah, well. And college for me was the first time I walked by one of those little stands that said, and the person said, all you got to do is sign up and we'll hand you this credit card. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. That was brutal. That was a, that was a brutal lesson for me in money management. Cause yeah. Anyway, I won't get into well, that. <laughs> I've done, I did the exact same thing when I was in college and out of college. And I think probably the reason for that is we didn't have very good training mm-hmm. in how to manage money. And so as we look at, you know, as parents who are listening, you know, our goal is that when your kids leave your home to go to college or the military or their first job, they should really be proficient in all of the skills around managing money. And so hopefully some of the things we'll talk about today will get parents, you know, on the path to making that happen. Right. Great. And that's what I was going to ask you about was that kind of end goal. And what I heard you just say is skills around money management. And um, I think this is such an interesting topic and people have all sorts of philosophies and ideas about allowance. And um, in your book, you really kind of break it down into four systems that tend to come to the surface that families embrace. And I would love, I'm just going to go through each one and have you just share a little bit about what each system can look like in a family. So that very first one being money as needed. So parents that offer money as the children need it. So talk a little bit about that system. Well, I would say that's probably the one we see most often. And, um, you know, it's just exactly what it sounds like. So you go to Target and the child wants a treat or a toy and you give them money to buy it. They're going to the movies, you hand over money. Uh, You know, they want to sign up for, you know, a, a class or whatever, you hand over money. So it's a money as needed. And, you know, obviously the problem with that is that kids don't get the perspective that money is a limited resource. It's Mm -hmm. that, you know, it grows on trees mentality. And so um, that can create some real problems for them down the road because as we all know, it is a very limited resource. Yeah, it is. Even when you can convince yourself that it's not by getting your first credit card, it's (laughs) quickly you realize, oh, actually this is a limited resource. So the second system that you talk about is money as reward. So tell the listeners a little bit about that. Yes, and I should say a lot of families use a combination of Mm -hmm. these different um, strategies, but money as a reward is for um, good grades, good behavior. And especially, you know, as we're starting the school year, a lot of parents might set up the, um, the, you know, you get $20 for an A program or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And I think in concept, that makes sense to parents because they think, well, school is your job and your job is to go and get good grades. Um, but that creates a number of problems. You know, first it, it kind of sends the message to the child that, you know what, I don't have any faith that you will work hard, study hard, do your homework, do all the right things to get good grades. So I'm going to bribe you to make that happen. Mm-hmm. The other problem is, you know, not everybody is an A student in the family. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it it can really lead to, you know, one of the siblings or more feeling quite discouraged by that. So obviously what we want to instill in kids, especially around grades, is, you you know, we want to encourage the hard work and the effort and going the extra mile and going to help class and all of those things rather than using money as the carrot for those good grades. Yeah. And that makes me think of Carol Dweck's work around growth mindset, right? And and my favorite part of the report card, I mean, that's a whole show in and of itself, Mm -hmm. right? But 
my the place that I always go first and I make a point of saying, well, the most important me thing for me to look at is are where they, you know, where they give points, which still feels kind of weird, but when they talk about attributes on the report mm-hmm. card, hardworking, kind, thoughtful, you know, pays attention, keeps at it. And I always appreciate it when that's a part of the report card. Um, but that's, you know, I try to make sure with the kids that those, that they realize like those are the skills that mean the most to me. Absolutely. Because those are the skills that they can apply in any setting, whether it be academics or right. on the soccer field or in their first job. So I'm with you there, Mama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the third system you talk about is money as payment. And I think this is the one that I hear the most about. Mm-hmm. From parents and even something you say in the book and something that I hear is, well, I work and I get a paycheck for the the work that I do. So when it comes to chores and contributing to the household, it makes sense to parents that, you know, a job around the house equals payment for the job done. So talk a little bit about that system. Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP?, it offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 
20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Well, you're right. And if you if you post this topic on Facebook, you, I mean, this is like one of those lightning rod topics that oh, people yeah. talk about. It's crazy. Yeah. But what you just described, again, makes sense to parents. I go to work, I get paid, and so I'm going to pay you to do these jobs at home. However, just because I do my job and I get paid for that, I don't get paid for doing laundry or going to the grocery store mm -hmm. or cooking dinner or taking care of the yard or any of the other things that parents do. We do those things because we're part of the family. The family is a team. Everybody's contributions are absolutely necessary for the family to function. And the problem with paying for kids to contribute around the house, well, there's so many problems, but the, number one is they don't understand the significance of their contribution. Mm -hmm. You know, when a three-year-old realizes how she makes such a big contribution by wiping down the chairs, everything that she can reach, like that is so powerful. Mm -hmm. So they miss out on that. The other problem is that whenever you want them to help out, they're going to ask the question, well, how much do I get for it? <sighs> And eventually parents stop asking. And so if we can separate those two things, allowance is absolutely important. It's a critical training tool. And again, you know, I don't call them chores. I like calling them family contributions. Mm -hmm. Family contributions are absolutely essential. So kids learn important skills. So they're prepared to function on their own one day. And so they can contribute to the family and feel the significance that comes from everybody pulling together and getting the job done so our family can function successfully. Yeah, I think it's so funny how we can set things up in a way that the result is something that makes us crazy. Yes. Right? <laughs> like how much am I going to, what are you going to give me for that? Well, why do you need to ask that? Well, because I've been paying you to do these things. So of exactly. course you're going to ask that. So yeah, I have I a little, you. yeah, I have a little side story. When we first started doing allowance, we were also talking, we call it family work at our house. And mm -hmm. um, when it came time to uh, to dole out allowance, my daughter unprompted said, well, I didn't do very well in my family work, so I don't think that you should give me my full allowance. And I was so taken off guard yeah. that I said, oh, is that how we're going to do it? Okay, sounds good to <laughs> me. And I, so I just kind of rolled with it. And sure enough, a couple weeks later, my son, who was maybe four or five, you know, it was his room was a mess and I was trying to encourage him to clean his room. And I happened to say something like, well, you know, tomorrow's allowance day. And he looked at me with his big sweet eyes and said, it's OK, mom, you don't have to pay me. Ugh. I don't really feel like cleaning my room. That's it. There <laughs> it lies the problem. Right. And that's when yes. I exactly what I thought, like, oh, right. This is why I'm not going to tie yes. allowance to family work. That's right. Because eventually they're going to be like, no, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I don't need to do it. And I think that's, you know, in addition to the um, the mindset of, well, I get paid at work. This is how my kids get paid. I think the other big reason that allowance and family work are tied together is that it's that leverage over them, right? Mm -hmm. It's the whole, you know. Perceived. I, I, 
Perceived yes. leverage. Perceived leverage, that's right. I can get them to do their family work if I'm tying or threatening to take away allowance right. if they don't do it. But that is a slippery slope that never ends well for parents. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that in a few. But so, and where I hear us leading into is that fourth system that you talk about in your book, and you call it the no strings attached allowance. Absolutely. So, so t- speak more into this. Okay, so the no strings attached allowance is the primary tool we're going to use to teach our kids about financial responsibility throughout their years. And when it is done right, they're going to learn about saving, Mm -hmm. spending, about delayed gratification, giving generously, borrowing, budgeting, investing, all of those skills and knowledge buckets, if you will, that they need to function successfully on their own. So again, our goal is that by the time they're leaving your house for high school or the military or their first job, they are competent in all of those key areas. And by following the practice of this no strings attached allowance throughout the years, they will absolutely become competent in those key areas. Well, and that, yeah, I love that. And I love reminding, because I think this is important, whether we're talking about self-regulation or um, listening skills or problem solving, I think these are, or money management, it's all skills that are developed over time Uh within practice and experience and relationship with a healthy adult who's modeling the skills as well. Absolutely. And so often when we work with parents, you know, you have parents of older kids and they're, you know, at their wits end, this kid, you know, he, he can't take care of himself. He can't manage his own money and, you know, Mm -hmm. on and on. But if we've never given them the opportunities to practice that, to make mistakes, to learn from them, how will they know? I certainly didn't when I was in college and even had my first job. I was Mm -hmm. a mess in that area. I am still uh, not that great at money. (laughs) management. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that, um, like you say as well, and I've heard it before is, you know, let them make mistakes when the stakes are low. That's right. And I was reading from your book to my son last night. I said, Oh, listen to this. And, And you had written something about, you know, let them have the experience of feeling buyer's remorse. Mm-hmm. I That's a phrase that we use at our house a lot. So actually my 10 year old will come to me with his head hung and say, mom, I have buyer's remorse about <laughs> what I just bought, you know, and we get to say like, oh, awesome. You get to feel that like bummer that you're feeling it. But how great for the next time you want to, you know, buy something crappy at the dollar store. That's <laughs> like, right. What are you learning about the dollar store? <laughs> Right. So when so. So, OK, so what the system that we use at our house right now is that every week our kids get half their age because uh-huh. that's just what we started with. And um, each week. So for the 10 year old, it's five dollars for the 13 year old. It's six fifty. And then when they and that's, you know, again, no strings attached and they have daily jobs that they do around the house. They have after dinner expectations, which are getting even, oh my gosh, it's been so exciting lately. They've been doing ever more. And um, I mean, not like singing and dancing as they do it, but they are doing ever more. But they do it. Yes. 
And then we've got a couple jobs that are extra. So washing a car, which we've actually, and I think this is really important to listeners, for listeners to hear, before we'll actually pay them to wash the car or mow the lawn, they get to go through a training process. So we do it with them. They do it alone and we kind of supervise. And then once it looks like, okay, you see how it needs to be for it to be worth however much we're going to pay you, that's when the payment for the job shows up. (laughs) That is brilliant. Well, it's interesting. It's a fine balance though too, right? Because I think that we as parents can become so overly critical that they become discouraged Mm -hmm. and then it becomes like, well, I'm just not going to do it if you're going to stand there and tell me all the things that I'm doing wrong. However, in the car washing department, what I did with my daughter, because she, you know, it's lovely in the sunshine because my car's black and she'll wash it and she thinks she's done and it dries. And then I get to say, well, come down and take a look and tell me what you see. (laughs) (laughs) There's like these streaks of spots where she missed. And so, you know, just helping her to see and to have an eye for have I have I finished this job and absolutely yeah so that's how we do it at our house and my you know the 13 year old's going into eighth grade more and more often she wants to go do stuff with friends that requires money and so I'm starting to think about changing or tweaking the allowance process while because I want to keep in mind you know, her buying birthday presents for friends and her going out Mm -hmm. and those kinds of things. So walk us through how to do this in a way that's realistic and not overindulgent on either side. Because obviously I'm not going to budget out, well, every weekend she needs $20 to go do something fun with friends. That's right. So I like for parents to start this process almost with two columns. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, think about if you have a seven-year-old and think about the weeks, think about the months and start writing down all of the things that you are spending money on. So you go to Target and they want to buy some gum or, you know, whatever those things are. They want ice cream when you go out on the weekends or whatever. All of those things that you tend to spend money on and add up how much that is. And so, like in your example, the amount that you give is half of their age, which, which is a totally fine way to do it. And this is just slightly different. Mm-hmm. This, this no strings attached allowance is really starting with what the expenses are and then mm-hmm. saying, okay, how much am I really spending there? So for a seven-year-old, I may actually be giving her $15 a week or so. Mm-hmm. However, she is very clear about the expenses that she's responsible for. So from now on, I'm not buying treats at Target. I'm not paying for the ice cream on the weekend. I'm not paying to go to the movies. You know, again, this is going to be different at different ages. Mm-hmm. But the child is now responsible for all of those expenditures. And it is a limited amount. So it's not again, it's not an unlimited resource. If that's how much money you have for the week or for the month and then it runs out, well then it runs out. But the key is that at each kind of age group or each year even, you're adding on more and more expenditures that they are responsible for. So again, for a younger kid, it might be, you know, toys or treats when you go to Target. 
as they get a little bit older, then you can sort of add things like uh, music downloads. And if they mm -hmm. want to go to the movie or maybe the kind of tennis shoes that you're willing to buy aren't, you know, aren't what they want. So they're going to pay the difference with their allowance. By the time they get a little bit older, eventually they're buying their own clothes. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, all of their school supplies. Again, you're giving them the money up front to do that, but they're budgeting and making decisions and saving and really doing all the things that we do, but on a smaller scale. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And I really can hear how families can personalize this based on their own on their own resources, right? So, you know, Absolutely. there could be listeners who think like, I don't buy gum and toys and candy at Target. So that, well, that wouldn't be on your list, no, right? Just thinking no. about your own personal experience with your kids and making it work, even if it's, a, you know, whatever the amount is, it's going to be something that they can really manage Absolutely. or not manage and then feel, you know, feel the really true authentic experience of yeah i do want to go do that with my friends and i have no money <laughs> that's right exactly and let me give you an example um one of our parents was saying how whenever she would pick the kids up from school you know one time they stopped and got milkshakes on the way home from school well then it was turning into an everyday wanting to go get milkshakes and then it was turning into a power struggle and she thought this is absolutely ridiculous mm -hmm. so that was one of those things that she put into the allowance. So they had a certain amount per week and they, that was for treats. And so they could decide whether they want to spend that money one day going for a milkshake or maybe they want to save it so they can do a little something else the following week. Mm -hmm. But when, they're, when, when the parents are buying the milkshakes, yeah, we'll have one every day. Mm -hmm. When they have to buy it, then you know they just look at those decisions differently. And that's what we're trying to get kids to do. Again, our whole goal here is to unentitle our kids and help them be responsible for managing these types of things. Yes. And I just had a conversation with my friend Kelly Pfeiffer from Think It Through oh, Parenting. Yes. And we were talking, she was talking about special time and something that came up in our conversation that I'm going to speak into because I'm thinking as even as you say that I'm learning my own, like I'm thinking, oh yeah. And this is something that Kelly said, you know, putting money in an envelope and deciding, okay, we're going to spend this much money this month on family dates mm. versus, yeah, I don't really feel like like cooking, which happens a lot to me because I'm not a huge fan of cooking. And so, um, fortunately, I have a husband who is willing to step in. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. 
feel like you're the martyr in your family, you're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the no guilt mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Uh, but, you know, saying like, okay, when you look at how much we're spending eating out or, or takeout, that's not how much I want to be spending. So having an actual location and a set number, okay, this is how much we're going to get, we get to spend each month. And once we meet that, you know, knowing, well, we got a couple more weeks, what can we scrape together for dinner? Because we're out of money as far that's as right. what we said we were going to spend and being really and this is something you talk about in your book too, being really vocal about it, letting the kids hear our conversations around, you know, darn it, we've already, we have spent what we said we were willing to spend this month on on ice cream or mm-hmm. on movies or on family dates. So what can we do here at home together that's super fun and free? Absolutely. And that's modeling the types of behaviors that we want our kids to do eventually. So I, I love that example. Yes. Awesome. This is so great. So now let's get, can I, can I add one little thing please. to that? Yes. So, um, and, and again, in the book, it's sort of broken down by, you know, by age, what expenses kids can be responsible for covering. But, mm-hmm. but the key thing is that, you know, pretty much every year their, um, the, their list of expenses that they're responsible for is increasing. So they gain experience managing a bigger budget as they mm-hmm. get older. Now, to your point earlier, there's going to be a time where they want to buy something really cool and it's going to take a really long time for them to save all their allowance. And so they want to earn some extra money. And that's where the jobs for hire come in, like washing the car like you described. And so that's totally separate than what we're talking about. We're basically in in a job for hire. I'm willing to hire you for this task, just like you described with the car. Mm -hmm. Um, However, we're not going to at least in this model that I've sort of outlined, I'm not going to hire you to do a job if you aren't already doing your normal family contributions, oh, right? Yes, yes, yes. So that is being um, being mature enough and, and demonstrating enough responsibility for me to now hire you would would require that you're demonstrating responsibilities in all of those other areas on a day-to-day basis. So I think I love that and I'm that's a great segue into what I want to talk about because we're not necessarily talking about those jobs on this show, but I I feel like we can't talk about allowance in this 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 job for hire thing without speaking into the fact that kids will contribute without being paid. They will. Absolutely. And I mean, and it's, I think that like there are definitely people that I've worked with and friends that I've talked to who are adamant about, no, my kids won't help. I have to yell, I have to threaten, or I have to bribe. So I know you, I mean, this is a whole book, right? 
Right. This isn't just, you know, this isn't an article. You've written a whole book about this whole idea. And I think that it comes back to, you know, something we talked about the last time we were together is that that feeling of, of relationship and that mm-hmm. sense of belonging and significance in the family. So can you talk a little bit, we'll just get kind of down and dirty here, but mm-hmm. you know, what are the other tools, what are the tools that parents can, can begin the practice of leaning into that are encouraging our kids and empowering our kids to be a part of the process of contributing to the jobs around the house? Well, you're right. There's a whole hour just on this topic or more. But <laughs> you have to come couple, back. <laughs> exactly. A couple of quick and dirty things. So first, it's that emotional connection that you talked about. You know, if we are spending the one-on-one time with our kids, the special time, the mind, body, and soul time, whatever you call it, parents will be blown away, surprised by how cooperative their kids will become and how willing their kids will become, will well, how willing they will be to help out. Because when we are meeting our kids' needs for belonging and significance, filling their attention basket, making those emotional connections, mm-hmm. they will want to help out. So that's the first and foremost thing we've got to be doing. And I would say parents who are listening, who are thinking, no way, I'm telling you, trust this mm-hmm. process. Okay, go on. Uh, yes, that's what I always tell parents. Like, if you don't listen to anything else I say, please take a leap of faith with me on this yeah. one and do this one thing. Yes. The next thing is uh, what you described with the car washing, the take time for training. Really mm-hmm. make it a fun thing and train your kids on new tasks. Again, by the time that child leaves for high school, he should be proficient in every task that it takes uh, to run a home, mm-hmm. changing air filters and washing the car and cleaning windows and all of those things. But we take oh, time gosh. for training. Train- changing air filters? Yes. I don't even know if I can do that. <laughs> I better <laughs> get on it. <laughs> you have to find somebody in your home who knows how to change air filters to teach oh, ben your kids, knows. right? Ben should, Ben's going to, he's exactly. going to have to hold a lesson for all of us. Okay. I couldn't do it either, but my, my <laughs> husband knows too. But the point is when we view that as a really fun thing where we're training on something new, they're always growing in terms of their capability. Mm-hmm. And then you, I'm sure, I know you've heard this before, um, you know, H, uh, Stephen Glenn, do you, you know, mm-hmm. Stephen yeah, Glenn, yeah, yeah. Right? So this is his, um, his term or his expression, but I love it. He said that, um, you know, encouragement is how you change a chore into an, into a contribution. So the mm-hmm. difference between a chore and a contribution is the difference that it makes to somebody else. So when your kids do those not so fun tasks, Make sure that you encourage them and you let them know what a difference it made to you. That's that whole significance thing. When a child knows that they're making a difference for you and for the family, that turns a chore into a contribution. And then after all of that's been done, there will still be times when they're going to protest or a bit, and that's okay. And then you use your when-then statements, Mm -hmm. right? When you finish with your family jobs, then you can enjoy your technology time. Mm-hmm. When you've finished your family contributions, then we'll leave for soccer practice. Mm-hmm. So family contributions, chores, family work, whatever you call it, should always be part of a when-then routine. The yucky stuff, when the yucky stuff is done, then we get to enjoy the more fun parts of the routine. Yeah, and I think that Yes, 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 all of it. And I also love letting people know, you know, and it's not the goal. Well, I mean, it could be a goal, but 
don't expect <laughs> that your kids say, thank you so much yeah. for um, <laughs> making sure I got this bathroom cleaned before you took me to soccer practice. Like, don't get triggered to the eye roll. Don't get triggered by the stomping yes. or the crossed arms. Like, do parents just don't get hooked. Right. Exactly. Just a smile on your face. I have faith in you. I trust that you can do this. And if you need to leave the room, just leave the room. Let them have their feelings about what you're asking them to do without giving judgment and criticism on how they feel about having to clean the bathroom. Exactly. Because when you get triggered by the eye roll and the huffing and puffing and the complaining, you have just demonstrated that that's a great way to push your buttons. Yep. And so they're going to use that behavior again and again. Now, the other thing that I just want to talk about, and I know you're big on this, is family meetings. And so mm -hmm. as you think about family contributions, getting chores done, whatever you call it, this is a great topic for family meetings. And so if you've been having trouble or we're, you know, we've sort of hit a roadblock, bring it to the family meeting and let's brainstorm solutions together. Maybe yes. your people are just sick and tired of the, the tasks that they're responsible mm -hmm. for. Let's change it up. Let's yep. trade things around. There's so many things that we can do to make it more interesting. Are they still going to like doing it? No, but give them some power around how, how it's executed. Ah, I just love talking to like-minded people, Amy. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. Empower them to be a part of the problem solving as often as possible, for sure. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. My goodness, we have so much to talk about still. I know. Um, I can't believe 30 minutes have just gone by. I'm just going to have oh. to have you come back a bunch more, and we'll just go through your book chapter by chapter. <laughs> hey, you know, I just thought of one other thing we, should, we might talk about. If yes. It'll just take a second. As we're talking about allowance and our kids gaining fiscal responsibility, you know, once you've put this practice in place and they're, they're having success with it, you can also expand out to other areas. So for example, the loan, mm -hmm. you know, if your kids are trying to save up for something, it's okay to give your kids a loan as long as certain conditions have been met. So for example, um, you know, they, uh, if you've loaned your kid money before and they paid it back on time, well, then they have a good credit score. So there's oh. a good credit score in place. You're also going to charge them interest because that's what happens in the real world. And, and I love this part before you're going to give a loan, your kids need to come up with their repayment plan. So have them put together the repayment plan of how they're going to pay it back with interest and that's a really good learning tool, right? Because at some point they're going to be getting a car loan or a school loan, whatever it is. So they need to know what loans are all about. And, um, and that may make them more or less anxious to get one in the future. Yes. So great, Amy. So real world practice. Oh my gosh. I love it. I can't wait till I can tell my kids their credit score. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so it's I mean it's just so right on because I mean that wasn't the and I know my parents did the best they could um trying to help me with my money management and it's funny too right I think temperament comes into play my brother was great at saving money and the minute it hit my hand it was spent oh me so you know and we're two kids from the same family so you know, there's a lot that goes into play, but uh, these are these are just great tools for parents, and I'm sure the listeners are thinking as that as well. So, um, 
Thank you for all that you shared today and for this great conversation. Can you remind everyone where they can find you and follow your work? Absolutely. Well, first, thank you for the opportunity to talk about all this today. It was so much fun. And for listeners who want to learn more, they can come to um, our website, which is positiveparentingsolutions.com. And if they are interested in reading the book, The Me, Me, Me Epidemic, A Step-by-Step Guide to Raising Capable, Grateful Kids in an Over-Entitled World, they can find that anywhere books are sold. So online, Amazon, Barnes & Noble in stores. It just came out in paperback. Um, So they can find that anywhere. Awesome. And then you're online. You're on Facebook. You have a thriving Facebook page. So yes, they can find us on Facebook, Positive Parenting Solutions. Um, and I also have another website, amymccready.com, but probably positiveparentingsolutions.com would be the best place for listeners to go. Well, and I know in my feed, your webinar comes up all the time. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sure there's people that are listening that are like, oh yeah, I've seen this lady. So you, how often are you running that, it's moving from yelling to cooperation basically. Oh, I hear my baby. Oh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's get kids to listen without nagging, reminding, or yelling. Yes. And we have it throughout the week at all different times. Oh, so, great. Okay. Yeah. People, and again, people can find out about that on our website as well. Great, 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 great. Well, again, thank you so much for being here. And until next time, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Casey. Bye. Oh, so great. I feel I'm so grateful for who I get to spend time talking to and interviewing for the podcast. I love Amy McCready. She is just so articulate and such a wealth of wisdom and knowledge about the parenting journey. So big thanks again to Amy and to all of you for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Each week, again, like I said at the beginning, if this is your first time, just know that every Tuesday I put out a new podcast, a new interview, and sometimes you'll also get podcasts on Thursdays, every other Thursday, or like the, yeah, every other Thursday I'll either do an Ask Casey, which is um, when parents write in with really specific situations and give me lots of information and ask for support, I speak into my opinion of what they could do that might be helpful and effective with their families. So that's the Ask Casey episodes that happen once a month. And once a month, I like to highlight a organization or a human in the world that's doing something to make it a better place. So I've interviewed children's authors and I interviewed Rafi, the children's musician and child advocate, last spring. And um, yeah, and the Carry the Future organization. And so, you know, if you know of someone or a group that is doing really important work that you think more people need to know about, will you send them my way? Or send me an email and let me know so that I can check them out and decide if maybe I want to interview someone from their organization on the show. And if you have any kind of feedback that you would like to give, you can always send me a direct email at casey at joyfulcourage.com. You can check out my offers, my blog, and all that good stuff at my website, www.joyfulcourage.com. 
You can find Joyful Courage on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you want to go next level, which you should, you can get on um, the Live and Love with Joyful Courage Facebook group page where we're having lots of discussions and encouragement and curiosity and celebration about this collective journey that we're on together. So find me. And if you love, love, love the podcast, if you're a super fan of the podcast, please go into iTunes and write me a review. Would you do that? Go into iTunes, search for the Joy Purge Parenting Podcast, give me five stars, write me a lovely review. Because again, I need to up my numbers so that I can start making some money. Not that it's about the money, but you know. All right, my friends, so big, huge love to all of you. Have a beautiful day, and I will see you next week. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.